This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter VI. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Let us begin. Shiza! Shinku Hadouken! This week, Mortal Kombat 1 Stress Test Beta begins. Final Fantasy 16 arrives. We are on the road to AEW Fight Forever. Meanwhile, E3 is set to remain canceled for the next couple of years. Then, in our final stage, we run down everything announced on the latest summer edition of Nintendo Direct. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live and talktimelive.com i'm your host xavier josiah and i gotta tell you this is a one of the craziest summers the craziest junes i've ever experienced there's so much great and bad going on this week it is funny um I want to take the time before we get down to our gaming news to address a situation that has just occurred in reference to the ACMG Facebook group. Um, many people are experiencing this right now in that platform. Uh, Meta is doing whatever the hell they are trying to do to resolve and remedy the issue, but it is unfortunately, I just announced it to many members of the group uh, that I could addressing this issue because they had no clue and i do apologize for not saying anything sooner but it took time to strategize to know what was going on to get more research and understanding of what's going on with the situation before i make any announcements or assumptions or whatever and i had to prepare how was how was how i was going to actually present the situation so um i mentioned this before but as of right now the acmg facebook group is non-existent not by my doing mind you this has a lot to do with something that is going on on that platform uh i don't allegedly it's you you may want to consider this a hack or a glitch depending on what exactly happened unfortunately i can't get any ideas but um as of last sunday the acmg facebook group immediately disappeared out of the blue and i you know i'm the only admin for this group and i i obviously i didn't delete it i did not delete this group at all and it just disappeared and i cannot get access to it it is in proverbial limbo right now and unfortunately i have yet to see it come back now what i have learned is that many thousands on facebook Thousands of people, whether they own a personal account, a business account, or a Facebook group account like 
the one we have for over 10 years <laughs> um they've also experienced this situation too is you know there are people talking about it on twitter there are people talking about it on facebook facebook has acknowledged that these issues are occurring and that they are continuing to fix the situation um they haven't commented or posted anything since with the exception of one on facebook which was um you know celebrating pride month which it is i would dare say as great as that is i don't think it's the appropriate time to do anything until you address people's issues and situations with their accounts um mostly because a lot of people have spent their livelihoods and their essence and souls into these accounts their personal accounts with everything and all their memories and whatnot in there and you know for to have that taken away from you it feels very violated you feel a bit vulnerable when stuff like that happens for me it definitely felt like that um my facebook group i like i said has been around for over 10 years i we recently celebrated the 10 year anniversary of that you know over a year ago and the pride the passion the money that was put into making a great environment for a lot of you guys listening that are a part of the group and many people um which is great and because of that group i got to do a lot of things and meet people around the world um that i never thought i would ever get a chance to meet i got to do things because of the the potential of what a facebook group can do and yes things have changed in this day and age in terms of the ideology of what these groups do but i still felt like it was a safe haven for me personally and i know other people felt that it was for them and you know it, it you know if you if done right it can absolutely do some wonders you can create a village you can create this community of people that really enjoys the same things that you have you don't have to make enemies online and then eventually the end game with acmg is to eventually meet people outside of that world it's never just to you know talk to people internally or whatever like that you know you could talk to people virtually see their faces and actually get a grasp of what you know they're truly about um mike landy one of our acmg members i literally just met him in person last week he's from the west coast and he came down to philly to you know check out um his niece and celebrate his niece's graduation at drexel which i just happened to live near he was aware of that and we set up a time to meet each other in person because we've known each other for years online let's finally meet we did and it was fantastic um same with all of my people in philly like we get together like this we 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 kick it when it's time when we get together we kick it. we have movie outings we you know met each other on uh conventions just recently fan expo got to meet up with a, quite a few of our members and stuff like that so to have all of that experience and then on top of that you know this podcast this very podcast grew from that now it actually grew apart from it in the sense that it still represents acmg but it is its own entity now um like you know a lot of people in pop culture know the term acmg or spread the name of acmg basically from this you know from the podcast outside of that but you know the sentimental value of that group means a lot to me um to just have a group of people that i could connect with because i don't do that on my normal personal page i keep my personal page separate i have some members of the group in there i have some people follow me from that group but it's mostly consists of professional people and some family members as well 
but mostly clients and stuff like that from my um from my group for my um business my graphic design business you know viewfinders identity search and design so i separate those two because when i'm in acmg i'm able to be me i'm able to enjoy me i'm able to enjoy all of you and we have these conversations whenever a new marvel project comes out or a new movie comes out or a new anime comes out or a new book comes out or whatever and we get to have these conversations and i try to create this really safe but really cool quality environment for them and i you know pun just starting to come to the realization that this group may have be gone you know i had to figure out whether i was what's my next step what am I going to do? How are people going to perceive the news of this? Um, and again, I apologize for anybody who thought that I banned them and kicked them out. That's not the case, uh, which you're now realizing because I just sent a massive, you know, uh, DM to so many of the members of the group that I know and attached to from there um, as many as I could. There are, you know, a few thousand people in that group. I, of course, I didn't get to them all, but the ones I connect with on my personal page you know i was able to reach out to do so i was wondering if i was going to restart it again and you know upon a couple of therapy sessions you know it has come to the best case solution that we rebuild asgard again so in essence of that i will be creating a new group now granted there is a possibility there is a mild possibility that the the original ACMG Facebook group could resurface. It could come back. But from what I've read in comments of other people and people who've already experienced these situations and the fact that Meta, who owns Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg's company, has the worst customer service in God-given history. I mean it is so hard to get in touch with anybody to troubleshoot a situation they rely on ai and bots to handle their situation and it sucks the there is no human element to it yes you got millions of people from around the world on your platform but man come on show some compassion for those who invest in you mark zuckerberg we made you rich yes you gave us opportunity to reach out to each other but there's so many other platforms right now if we really know our power, we can take yours. Please. Like, I don't know if he's ever, of course, he's not going to ever listen to us. He's trying to start a fight with Elon Musk, for God's sake. That's a whole nother situation. But nonetheless, treat your people right. You are the one creating these worlds. I mean, you've created both. You, you, I mean, this man has created such power for himself, but also created chaos in between in the midst of all this. And this is just another one of those situations when his, I, I'm, I would like to believe his intentions was to bring people together, but it just got so commercialized and, and politicized and crazy that he created. He solely created the toxic world that we're in now. But he doesn't care <laughs> he has his own life he has his own privileges you know in situations he doesn't have to care about the little people in this world and their mental health and their situations towards it and that's the sad reality of it but while we are doing so we're trying to do our best to keep afloat 
and I want to do so for myself and I want to do so for all of you too. So in hindsight, there will be a new 2.0 ACMG Facebook group page that will be made. And thank you to everybody who reached out there. People immediately when I put the post up, it was a long announcement articulating and talking about what was what was going on with the situation. Um, I am so grateful for the people who reached out and spoke about the situation and um in and, and, and support of the situation and people I haven't heard from quite some time. People who don't necessarily always contribute, but they always they're there, even when I don't hear from. Um I really appreciate that. And you know, no matter the number of people that are in the group, it's the quality that matters to me. And I'm always I'm always gonna keep it quality from for you and for the, for me you know so thank you guys again and uh stay tuned there's more to come trust me all right let's get down to gaming news folks uh we got a, we got some great things to talk about here i mentioned mortal kombat 1 they begin their stress test i i was one of the lucky few to get a uh a, a, a code to get the access to this now i haven't tried it yet and most likely i will try it the minute this podcast is up so if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm already knee deep in it and checking it out. So the purpose of this, much like the Street Fighter beta and much like every other beta, this one, I believe, is focused on how much stress the servers can take with uh, the amount of people online. So I don't know what they're going to provide us in terms of uh game modes and whatnot but i know it's going to be mostly focused on online based gameplay to see you know if there's any lags and uh you know in in the system you know much like they did with um with street fighter 6 and you know that's gonna that's gonna be telling because street fighter 6's um servers were so awesome <laughs> I had, even during the beta and even now i've never had any lag time it is virtually no lag time going online. So this is going to be interesting to see how this is going to go. And also, what are they going to show us? What are they going to let us see when we get into this uh, beta? I'm pretty sure there are some people who are already on it now. So we'll see. I've already. Now, you can sign up for this. I don't know if the, you know, the schedule is up now, but it does. Signing up does not guarantee you'll get in. And I think they're probably basing it. I'm not going to act like I'm a superstar or anything. I got it. Um, a bait got in the beta because of who I am. No, not a, not a, not by long shot. I think I got in because I have a strong bandwidth. I have a considerably strong bandwidth that somehow they can test. They can uh, check out the strength for that and just say, all right, we're going to test you out and see what happens. So I got in and um, I haven't checked it out yet. It's already downloaded. I'm waiting to do it. So we will check it out there. But not without before I'm really knee deep in Final Fantasy 16, which has already arrived this week. Um, and let me tell you, I, I, we talked about it. I played the the demo. <laughs> I was already interested before and I'm more interested now. What I love about this and what I love about this new character, Clive, right so far, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm not surprised that I'm enjoying it because one, it's Final Fantasy. Two, it's an action-based RPG. Three, the combat system is developed by one of my favorite companies ever, and that's Platinum Games. Yes, Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, you name it, they've done it. 
<laughs> Transformers devastation. You know what I'm saying? They put it together. They know how to make this work. And I'm enjoying the battle system. What I'm really enjoying right now is the fact that they created this system where you have powers. You got the powers of what is called a dominant. And the dominants in this particular Final Fantasy universe are actually the summon characters. So you got these humans who can transform. Just think of Naruto and the tailed beast. Um, you know, each of the tailed beasts have a human vessel. This is kind of the same thing where each dominant consists of each of them taking on the forms of our favorite summon monsters from different Final Fantasies. So like in Final Fantasy VII and uh, all the other uh, Final Fantasies where you summon these monsters like Ifrit and um, uh, who else? Uh, God, who, who am I missing? Shiva, um, you know, all these other monsters that you would summon. Not in this one. Instead, these guys are the monsters. They turn into the monsters. They have, you know, abilities to, you know, have magical powers and all that stuff. But at some point in case they can supersede and go up another level to which they turn into the summoned monsters that we all know and love, which then leads to a battle mode. Very similar to that of uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. In fact, every time I play this, it uh, there's a lot of it that reminds me of um, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. When it, especially when you get to those uh, battles, those battle scenes, because it's like there's a, a climatic battle sequence that goes along with it, which includes a QTE type of um, experience where you just click at the right time or whatever to get this other you know scene. So you have that. And that is very reminiscent. There's, it's, there's no nuance to this in the in that sense, but it's very similar to that. If you've ever played a Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm game, then you know they always have these extremely dope, you know, cinematic um, battle modes and battle scenes where it requires you to start tapping, button mashing, or clicking, you know, doing a QTE, a quick time effect, um, you know, button sequence, where it, it's just, it creates a very cinematic, atmosphere to it and this one's no different you know they totally nailed it on this one so far um i was i've read on ign that it was like about like 29 hours to put together but uh in maybe 60 hours 29 hours to complete i should say and then 60 hour if you do it really quick maybe when i say quick it might be without doing side missions but um another person uh also is you know documented that they it took them 60 hours to complete and that could be maybe if with all these you know side missions that you do if you pre-order the game you get the um you get the sword that the warrior of light once held in, in in final fantasy one to get you started off which really does help because it's already a powerful sword before you start crafting um even more powerful swords so it gets you started but then you start you just go off and get better uh, more powerful swords that you could craft and put together when or you could buy and you know enhance or whatever so all of the final fantasy element is there with a bit of a bayonetta devil may cry ish type of battle and the one thing i really absolutely do love about this this game is I, which i'm trying to mention is that the powers that you have normally when you have magical uh, powers in a final fantasy game or any you know rpg the powers normally drain a sort of a magic power gauge 
that you have and you got to replenish it up. Not this time. You can use magic and powers at your leisure without worry about depleting any energy. It is all in. So it's like it's it's just basically a part of your uh, your yourself. And I love that because it gives a different feel to the Final Fantasy universe. It distinguishes themselves and, you know, uh, away from all other Final Fantasy games. And it's not like the other. Um, I don't mind having a MP gauge to, to replenish every so often, but just having this, it just allows you to just relax and enjoy the story from a story focus point or an action focus point, which you, you know, have the option of doing. And so far, so good. So far, so good. I, I do like the story and the fact that the story is very edgy. This is another thing that uh, differentiates itself or is a contrast to other Final Fantasy games. The storytelling, that how the story is told. Um, somebody in the former ACMG Facebook group once uh, explained to me that the director made the, the writers and everybody watch hours and binge um what is that uh game of thrones consistently i can see that because i immediately re um I, re I immediately related this some of the game of this to that of game of thrones or even a witcher to that extent it give it has that feeling to it but also has its you know final fantasy spin towards it so it has all of that on there and you know its own charm so I really do like that. And trust me, this is a this is a bit more edgier Final Fantasy than you guys are used to. And in terms of violence and in terms of dialogue, I've never heard I've never really heard so many F-bombs in a Final Fantasy game like I'd have with this. One. I actually I've heard no F-bombs ever said in a Final Fantasy game ever. I haven't played online, 14 online. I've played 15 and I don't remember, maybe like one or two, maybe. But other than that, I've never heard one F like this. This was like Final Fantasy on HBO. <laughs> okay, this is pretty. And there's a bit of bit a little bit of um sexual content as well in this too. So this is a very adult Final Fantasy, if you if you uh, put it that way. But it, it's awesome. It is awesome so far. I'm really enjoying it. I haven't gotten too deep on it, but I may actually do a thorough review of this i'm not ready to grade this yet because i just really got really deep into it uh as of yet but i'm i may end up having to do two reviews next week so there may be three episodes coming next week um for talk time live two like one just standalone review of final fantasy 16 uh, i will be doing a special episode because of course i mentioned aew fight forever is coming next week and i officially got my pre uh, my pre-owned uh digital version for the switch downloaded onto my system they took my money finally and it's officially in so we're on the road to aew fight forever finally and i i'm i'm so excited for this we've seen so many promos about what they're offering who's going to be in it what's going to uh occur in here I, I'm so excited about this. I'm I'm also scared because, of course, I have the Nintendo Switch version, and you, like many, I've been burnt by the last 3D game to ever wrestling game to ever come out. Two times actually. One is WWE 2K18. You guys, 
who've played that know how bad that is. I'm I'm gonna get some people mad, but I'm saying Wrestling Empire may, is my other one. I, I just feel like M. Dicky could have did a little bit more with that one. I've said this many times before. I've said it when Sam um, when Sam came on to the show uh, when we were talking about his game, his Aki inspired game when he was coming out, Sam Valley, if you will. This is possibly the savior of the Nintendo Switch. And I am so hoping that this game, because we have not seen any footage. We've seen no footage of this game on the Switch. We've only seen Xbox footage. I think that is the only, like the only footage that we've ever got a chance to see was footage from Xbox. Um, we've actually, if you watch Being the Elite, we saw Nick Jackson playing it on the Steam Deck. That's fine because the Steam Deck also has the power to play the same amount, the same power of processor. It has the same processor of, you know, PC. So I'm not convinced of that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm glad it plays on the, on Steam Deck. Of course it's a, it's a portable, but it's not the Nintendo Switch. I'm not completely scared because it's like, come on. If anything, Nintendo showed you how you can make a great game on this small console. It's called Tears of the Kingdom, damn it. They showed that like it's not our process, it's not our uh our hardware, it's your it's your ability to develop great software. So hopefully this game, which is done by Ukes in collaboration with the guy with the um developer who created the Aki engine or behind the Aki engine with such great legendary games as Virtual Pro Wrestling and No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 and so forth and so on. This should, and, and, and ideal, this game should not fail. I've heard great things about this thing and I don't know what to think because I don't know what to think because we didn't get early reviews from people. Um, we got some early footage from people. We had some early footage from some you know, YouTubers online and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what to think because again, we don't have it on the switch yet, but I of course will be reviewing it myself and give my own thoughts as well as my good friend, Boris Roberto Aguilar from Sunday night's main event, the new host or the current host of Sunday night's main event. Uh, and he will be coming on as we will give our thoughts on that as well. And I will be getting the PS5 version and I will have the Nintendo Switch version as well to talk about what we thought about the game and all aspects of it too. So um, I'm excited. We waited so long for this. There were so many bumps in the road, uh, not from a development standpoint, but they just had a lot of issues going back to getting this thing out. And it's finally out and it looks great Let's really see how it goes from there. So we'll be out. And I'm, the other thing I'm hoping too is because they claim that getting the elite edition is going to allow all of us, no matter what platform you want to play it a day early. I'm confident it will do that for the Nintendo switch. I mean, for, um, PlayStation and Xbox and all those other ones. I'm hoping that Nintendo releases it on the 28th. I'm hoping because they could be a little bit iffy when it comes to people trying to do their own release dates or whatever like that. So I don't know how that process goes, but I hope that this does not deter their launch. I this this launch need. It's very important that this launch 
really plays out smoothly on all aspects because if they succeed where wwe and 2k games have failed this will be a statement a huge statement on that one so we'll see all right last thing i want to talk about is e3 unfortunately we got news according to uh ign that in other actually other platform uh, media outlets as well that e3 for 2024 and 2025 will be canceled already they already saying it's not happening uh, according to los angeles tourism board um esa says no final decision as of yet but it looks like they will be canceled um steve stefan uh Totilo, uh, posted on uh, on Insta, uh, no, Twitter that e, uh, ESA Raps tells him that E3's 2024 fate is to be determined. Uh, City of Los Angeles had listed it as canceled. ESA is currently con- uh, conver- in conversation uh, with ESA members and other stakeholders for about E3 uh, 2024 and beyond that and no final decision has been made yet on that and we know that it canceled out this year and in its place was the summer game fest put together by jeff keely and i don't know what's going the one thing that fans are not hearing is why this is happening why are all these huge companies like ubisoft sega nintendo playstation Microsoft, why are they all opting out of working with E3? What is it politically that's going on? And how is it that Jeff Keighley is easing in on this? And like, here, you come to my platform and do it. That has not been explained. Nobody's been able to talk about that yet. That is the wonder of my world right now as to wondering what the hell is going on. How is Jeff Keighley becoming the, the, the like, I, who who can I compare him to? Um, I would outdate myself if I say Dick Clark. It, I would say he's the Ryan Seacrest of gaming right now. That is the only the only person I can really relate him to in that terms. Like Ryan Seacrest has just taken over, or even Byron Allen. Now oh, Byron Allen's a little bit too big for he ain't that big yet, but he's on a path of getting to those levels of one of these guys who just is in the majority share of this industry and it's crazy like he truly is the ryan seacrest right now of the gaming industry like he's the sole person that is put together all this and i am just incredibly amazed at what this man has been able to do since he left g4 he is the most successful figure and i know olivia moon was on it in there too and we know what happened with olivia moon's um career as an actor she was at one point like the biggest success coming out of G4, you know, cause she was on attack of the show and all that. Jeff Kelly, this dude, like he left G4. I remember him doing a game trailers uh, website. So he started doing that. And then he put himself in other places too. He, this dude, I would love, love to interview this guy to get an understanding of what how did he get from this point to that? Like he networked him his ass off to get where he's at now and then created the game awards and the game awards, you know, it, game awards can be compared to as like the fast and the furious franchise. It was an, it was an award show. It was like, okay, there's, you know, we got an award show for games. This is 
just going to be a leisurely thing that hardcore gamers are going to get to. And it didn't like the Fast and the Furious franchise. It grew and grew and grew exponentially in terms of quality production and, you know, support. Now we're seeing this thing with major sponsorships, with major backings in terms of streaming networks. It's on multitude of different streaming platforms um, in terms of celebrity support. I mean, we got Oscar winners coming to this event. Now, granted, I will say, like I've said this before, when these celebrities would come in and do these major celebrities would come in, it's so transparent that these guys are out of their element and out of their worldly element. They don't know what the hell to do. But I will say that recently when a huge A-list celebrity would come in, they would get with the program and at least act like they are in this universe. Some of them actually are in this universe and they do. You could tell some of them who are really, truly gamers and, and, and that are in the zeitgeist of what's going on. There were some that would come in and they would do video streams or whatever like that. And it would be, it, it would sound so awkward, but it's also just cool that they were a part of the, the situation. But the recent years, these celebrities will come in and they're now, it just seems like they're now more into it. Like they are really wanting to be a part of the experience and the experience just gets better. And the performances, the, you know, that they have there is just, just unbelievable. The orchestra. I mean, it's you can almost put the game awards in the same breath as the Grammys. I don't know if I can say the Emmys or the Golden Globe Awards or Oscars. Yeah, I don't think it's in that level, but I would at least say the it's it's nearing Grammy level, American Music Award level, iHeart Awards level. At this case, it has become a huge phenomenon. It just keeps growing every year. And now he's even now gotten into the summer game announcements you know, uh, business because now in, in the place of E3, we got the summer game fest and we just saw what happened with the summer game fest. And now it's having its own type of huge event where people get to come and now they have live attendance now. And it's, it's just getting crazy with this. So which sucks about the E3 aspect here is me personally, it was one of my it was one of my list of events that I wanted to attend and experience. I've had the chance to go to San Diego Comic Con twice. I am damn near almost say a norm <laughs> in New York Comic Con. I mean, I'm going again for the third year in a row. I don't know how many I'm going to be going to because trust me, doing these events and I talked to one of our ACMG members. I'm still going to call them ACMG members. Um, I talked to him because they wanted to know if I was going to attend this convention at DC. And I'm like, as much as I would love to do these things on a normal basis, I don't have the energy to do everyone, which is why when I do an event, it has to be like a major event. I'm not going to just go to any old smaller event because along with me comes my camera equipment, comes sometimes my microphone, which I'm going to, you know, interview people if I can. Um, I'm just getting, I'm going around to these huge conventions where like the Javits center and the Pennsylvania convention center or the San Diego convention center, which are, have acres of square footage of walking distance of places that I got to go gathering. I mean, if you go into talktimelive.com, you see the footage that I put together and you see 
that the pictures I take of cosplayers of celebrity panels and stuff like that. Like I'm doing this myself. <laughs> okay. So I'm not, unfortunately, as much as I want to, and then it's also, God, it's so expensive. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It, it, it's very expensive to do a lot of these things. So it's like, I'm not rolling in dough like that. Like neither is as successful as my wife and I are from a business standpoint, we're not rolling like that to the point where we're going to go here one week and go here that week and then catch, you know, go on a yacht to meet with Jay-Z and, um, and Beyonce and, and Jeff Bezos and his, and his hot chick. It is no, I, it, that's not happening. That's not reality. Reality is I go to these events and it's more like a work, working environment. I had to get on my wife about that. I'm like, stop saying vacation. It is not a vacation. It is far from a vacation. I'm not saying I don't enjoy it because I absolutely do enjoy the experience. I shed a tear when I was at the uh, at New York Comic Con last year for, for the Super Mario reveal because I'm I'm able to be able to be a part of something special. And I and I say this often, I have a lot of fun when I do everything I do from this podcast to the group to these events. But ladies and gentlemen, you got to work hard to have fun. That is the reality of it. And I bust my ass to go on these damn things and capture all these moments and stuff like that for people who want to be a part of it or want to attend, but you know, always didn't want to or didn't have a chance to. I do my best to get that out there to our group and, and other people on, uh, who venture through, you know, my channels. So E3 was another one of those events that I've always wanted to go because it was so epic, you know, getting a chance to possibly go into what could be considered like the hall H of, and for those who don't know who, what hall H is, hall H is the biggest hall in San Diego comic-con where Marvel does all of its announcements and whatnot. And by the way, San Diego comic-con is coming very soon too. So be interested to hear what's going to happen with that. That's a whole nother situation. Cause you know, how many announcements are they going to have with the writer strike and everything going on? So it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with that situation. But, I digress. E3 was another one because you had Sony. Sony is equally compared to Marvel in terms of blockbuster announcements and big, uh, you know, panel events and, you know, can't miss situations. Uh, people still are talking about when Final Fantasy VII Remake was first announced and the reaction heard around the world and how many, how emotional a lot of us got when that announcement came. That is still one of the greatest moments ever in any like like you could do a bunch of summer game fest i don't know how many summer game fest are going to have moments like that and it's very possible it could down the line i don't know what game is going to come where people are where have been dying for it to come back like final fantasy 7 and because when it came back oh the tears on people like you could go on youtube right now still watch the reactions from people that saw that moment that E3 provided, that Sony provided, and Square Enix provided. I don't know. It's gonna take a while for some of Game Fest to have a really big moment like that, and I, it's it's always possible. But man, now Summer Game Fest may be the new E3, and I I w I'm really just wondering how E3 is gonna make a comeback. Like, and it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Hell, Fan Expo used to be Wizard World. Everybody thought Wizard World was out for the count, and technically it is, but it came back in the form of a fan expo. And 
I will tell you this year in Philadelphia Fan Expo um, this year, really outdone themselves. They topped it majorly. They did a great job uh, this year, did way better than they did last year. So it's not impossible for E3 to make a comeback. Um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But, you know, we'll see what happens from there. And I wish E3 the best. And if it ever comes, I, I want to be there. And I want... I want to be there when every single company backs it up. And that's the situation right now. Hopefully we'll get answers for that and more down the line. Folks, that will do it for this portion of the show. We're going to take a break, come back. And when I do, I will run down everything that has happened at this year or this summer, I should say, Nintendo Direct. And trust me, bad fans, you don't want to miss this. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! you have reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to run down all of the bombshell news in this summer's edition of nintendo direct and of course there were tons of huge reveals going on this time and they never disappoint but one in particular was just mind-blowing and I, I honestly to me i feel like it shadowed the the mario announcements here i there was of course a lot of mario-esque uh, announcements for this one but one reveal from a legendary studio just may have overshadowed it all so i am going to run down i actually i don't think i'm going to run down everything this time i think i'm just going to run down the highlights the the ones that really people focused on the most and maybe i'll mention one or two that i keep my eye on but like for the most part let's just talk about the one of the biggest news to come out of this here let's start with mario we're going to get to the mario news but we're going to get down to that major nobody thought this was going to happen news that they, that nintendo announced so super mario brothers is getting a quite a few different games coming out one new one remastered and one standalone game finally by one of the most popular characters in the mario genre universe um so we're gonna start with super mario rpg remake which is announced for 2023 actually there's a release date of course because it's nintendo direct they always have release dates for the most part it's coming out november 17 2023 now 
this is a remake of a Super NES RPG game that has come out back then. And I believe Square Enix may have some, uh, you know, help in this. It, if I recall, the original Super uh, Mario RPG was developed by Square Enix in, uh, in collaboration with Nintendo. So a lot of the turn-based system is very familiar of games that you've seen in the Final Fantasy franchises and whatnot, but has a Mario spin to it. So they decided that they're gonna remake this and bring it out. And I think, honestly, this is awesome. This is awesome news because this game was a huge cult classic back then. And for those especially who are like J JRPG games or Japanese RPG games or Japanese role-playing games, if you will, um, they, I thought this was awesome. Now, I've played this game back then many version many times in many different platforms you know some emulators and some you know actual cartridge base and i never necessarily got into it mostly because i of course if any of you have listened to me on this show over the course of years of doing this show then you know i'm not the biggest turn-based gamer out there especially when it comes to jrpg games i just never been a fan of it but i've always been a fan of certain turn-based games because of how the combat system plays um one of my biggest pet peeves about turn-based combat systems is that the logic the idea that you're just standing there waiting to get hit it's it you know i get it, it i say this and i watch strong style wrestling and strong style wrestling in japan usually consists of people just waiting to be hit to see if they can sustain the uh the actual you know threshold of pain that they may uh they may receive I get that it's crazy i also can tell you that i eat i hate onions but i eat onion rings life is just weird that way but nonetheless i never really got into this game and i'm not saying i won't buy into it i'm just i won't invest in it yet like here's the thing i just purchased after watching what i saw i purchased another game voucher and i already got my games that i already you know got you know in the midst of this so pre-ordered games is already set in stone and i again made sure that i got my money's worth because again if you spend on the, the um the uh game vouchers that nintendo provides if you're an online member you get these game vouchers for 99 dollars plus tax but it'll save you money on particular games if you get a game that's if you get two games that are 60 bucks that's 120 plus tax but the game voucher saves you about $20. That is a great deal. And in, in, in the case of the first time around, if you haven't gotten Legend of Zelda, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, that game was $70. And I got the game voucher, which gave me the option to get um, Tears of the Kingdom and another game that was like 60 bucks. So in hindsight, I saved 30 100 I, I end up getting a value of 130 dollars for 99 dollars that's dope so while i didn't choose super mario rpg to be one of them i'm not to say i won't invest in getting this game down the road i may actually still do it i know this game is going to be dope because it's just a remake of the last game which was awesome for for those who played it there's not one person who is an RP, a jrpg fan that did not enjoy this game just saying so i decided to put one of my vouchers to this next game detective pikachu 2 which is coming to the nintendo switch in october uh october 6th to be honest and why did that's the weekend of san diego i mean um new york comic-con that's gonna be interesting so 
that is coming. And what I I I could have sworn that they had a Detective Pikachu uh, another. Yeah, it is. This is for some reason. Here's the weird part. I was actually going to buy the first Detective Pikachu game upon uh, uh, upon hearing this one, but for some reason that one is no longer in the eShop. For some reason, it's weird. But D Detective Pikachu Returns is coming. Um, in October 6th and we got a trailer. It looks pretty good. And I figured like I didn't get the last one. I really did love the Detective Pikachu movie. Uh, and I really wanted to, I really wanted to invest in this one. It just looks really awesome. And for the first time, there's actually voice acting in this one, which I really intrigued me because we're going to hear Pikachu talk like he did, like Ryan Reynolds did with him in the movie. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So that's coming out so i put one in that um if you're a um if you're a fan of satoshi kojima <laughs> you're gonna be very happy about this the metal gear solid collection one volume one is coming to the nintendo switch as well this consists of almost every game leading up to uh snake eater so that's i mean i love this because they didn't want to ice out or isolate the Nintendo Switch people who will not be getting be able to get the remake of uh, Snake Eater. So it's something for everybody here. It was very smart of them to do so uh, and considerate for that matter to do so. So in this package, if you if you opt to buy the entire collection, which you could get as a collection or you could buy each game separately if you want to do that. It will come with the following Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, which I may actually get because the last time I didn't last time I got this game I never really beat that one I beat snake eater and and while I enjoyed it I also regretted it because the first one should not have been the one where it didn't where he didn't have all the um cool gear and devices uh yes Metal Gear Solid 3 snake eater will be a part of it as well so you get all three of this uh the Metal Gear Solid games plus the original Metal Gear 1 and 2 uh solid snake and the NES versions of those games as well. So you're going to get the arcade versions of the Metal Gear games, uh, the first two Metal Gear games, and then also the, the NES versions that came out with it. So um, you also get a screenplay book containing a lot of the game text in, of each game as well. Now, remember, this is only volume one. I was looking at this and I was like, damn, they never came out with um, they they. I was hoping that they would give us the uh, Metal Gear re, um, what is it? The Metal Gear Resurgence or Revengeance, which had right right in there, and it was done by um, it was the wacky, crazy, you know, side, you know, uh, spinoff with right in on air, and it had um, it was made by uh, Platinum Games. Love that game, absolutely. That was like really kind of my true first entry into the Metal Gear Solid universe. Um, it was like i felt like that was the game that i would enjoy and i did it was wacky as hell at the end it was hilariously wacky at the end but such an enjoyable fun game to play and being that this is a volume one it leads me to believe that it that game will probably end up in volume two so and the fact that they're doing it separately i may opt in that also makes me wonder if it's volume two what other games i know there's vr tactics and i know there's other games like they made games specifically for the ps vita or the psp for that matter so i know those games can be added on as well but what about their other games it's very possible 
it's very possible that, that that may happen so you know here's here's the thing so if you're a middle gear solid fan oh this is the one for you that's definitely coming and it'll be out on october 24th uh this year so stay tuned for that if you're still in the tears of the kingdom like i am and you never got a chance to get the amiibo that i got um first of all i will say this i mentioned mike landy in the beginning of this episode i want to mention him again and thank him because when we met we did talk about our normal things that we talk about in a group but in person but he also put me down on the amiibo cards which have helped me so greatly in tears of the kingdom i got so much uh stuff that i have in there now like in terms of food items um a lot of the exclusive gear that i didn't wasn't able to get because i didn't have the uh the actual amiibo figures i got now because of the cards um i got like 400 arrows so i have nothing to worry about in terms of arsenal and stuff like that uh exclusive weapons a, a legendary horse came out of the sky <laughs> so much has come i'm telling you if you haven't if you have tears of the kingdom and if you haven't done this go to amazon.com look up the amiibo cards for legend of zelda tears of the kingdom they are legit they are real and they are awesome and if you can't get your hands on any amiibos at all because once you buy these amiibos they are somehow limited edition and if you try to get them you will spend somewhat of a lot of money i have in particular and particularly for i believe one or two that um i have no regrets because they are awesome um you will do it and that's why i was like i'm i, I missed out on getting the other legend of zelda amiibos i'm not missing out on the tears of the kingdom and i end up getting the link one for that but if you didn't get that one you'll be happy to know there are another set that is coming out soon this time with ganon and zelda as in the helm so um they will have that coming to you soon in the holiday season the ganon one looks awesome uh the zelda one looks awesome as well i don't know if they're gonna you know manufacture more link versions but like i said if you can't get your hands on them you can absolutely buy the cards the cards will help greatly i since i had to since i bought the amiibo cards i've no longer go what i normally would do go in my room grab every single amiibo that i have and just start using them to get all of the extra stuff that i got you don't need to do that anymore i got 38 cards that i use and just daily just slipping them in to get more food to get more everything i am built for days on it with this stuff so it is awesome it is fantastic amazon has them go out of your way check it out there you will not go wrong there and thank you mike landy again which is why i value those people in that group in my village forever okay we will rebuild <laughs> we will rebuild people all right if you're one of those wacky people who got to ds and all those other games and played WarioWare, well look no further WarioWare, move it is coming it's a micro game party uh game that's coming to the switch um november 6th and the mini games that you'll be able to play in this one is as wacky as ever these are just off the wall out of pocket wacky mini games somebody who was on asset came up with in nintendo and um that's coming soon it looks like 200 wild and hilarious according to ign micro uh games that you'll be able to come out and this time around because the, you have the power of the joy cons you'll be able to do motion controls and whatnot where you it requires you to move your entire body this time and it has somehow will 
know when you're using your entire body in this case. So that will be coming out soon. Uh, Pikmin 4, uh, given more details of gameplay revealed as well, um, is coming out July 21st. Finally, it's been on the eShop for quite some time. Um, and a demo is scheduled to come out on the 28th, uh, which is just a few, like next week, basically. The same day as AEW Fight Forever will be released for those who pre-ordered. Just saying. Uh, for or got the elite version as well i should say uh so we got that um pokemon scarlet and violet which is a pokemon game i'm still a little bit afraid to get because of the glitches and everything that's happened with that um that is announced as new expansions that will be coming out uh i believe later this year uh this is scheduled to come out so uh this winter and it usually that's usually the case they usually come out with these expansions in the winter time you know I'll check back with people and see if they, you know, if they got this game and it's cool and they had no experience. Because I remember when it came out, I, it was my instinct just kicked in. It was like it was the one game, one Pokemon game I was not excited for, mostly because they already had um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is to me the better game. Absolutely the better game. It was an open world version of this game that kind of told the story of everything that happened before the first ever Pokemon everything that has happened. So it was like a prequel and it was built in this ninja like village and feudal Japanish like style type of deal. And they came out with this game. The game was awesome, but then they came out with this one and it felt like very rushed. And it was because there were issues with the game and there's never been an issue with a Pokemon game before. So we'll see how this one comes about, but they got two new expansions coming out so i'm pretty sure they probably you know um game freak fixed the issues with that but till mask and indigo disc uh will arrive and uh till mask is an expansion that will arrive in the fall and indigo disc will come the following um time in the winter time so you got there uh mario kart 8 has added even more crazy uh <laughs> uh courses for you for those who have been still playing this i have stopped playing this a long time ago uh i haven't even opted into getting the pass because it's like i've bought so many mario kart games before and just i play them and then i just stop because there's really nothing else to it but just you racing around different areas there's no really good single player element to this is totally a party game which is great even mario party has a single player cool element to it in a single player experience to it that this one does not but for those who are still playing it they have other courses based on some of your favorite um you know courses of the past so you'll be able to play it from there along with um you know pd piranha wiggler and comic which will be a part of it as well luigi's mansion dark moon remaster was announced as well they're going to remake that one which i believe played on um which one did this play on it was, um, I forgot what system this played on that they said. I think it was the 3DS, I believe it was played, and they're remaking it now. So there's going to be a lot of new uh, advancements to that because I think it was uh, a 2.5D side-scroller in this case too. But speaking of which, speaking of side-scrollers, they also announced um, that Princess Peach will have her own standalone game as well, which will be sort of a, you know, 2D, uh, 2.5D standalone type of game as well so um that's going to be very interesting too because princess peace 
you know, we've seen her dominance in the movie. It's high time she gets her own wings and all this stuff as well. Um, it, it's, it's pretty cool. So, you know, go out of your way, check that out, and, uh, you know, go through it there. But um, that's not all, people. Dragon Quest Monsters has been announced as well. So, you know, people will be able to get into that on December 1st. Sonic Superstars, which we already learned about in other uh, showcase announcements, is coming to the Switch. No surprise there. But the big, and I mean biggest surprise to me, this kind of stole, this kind of, this kind of took the shadow. It, it just took the light of the whole entire thing because nobody saw this coming. This was just out of nowhere. Mind-blowing announcement here. Rocksteady's classic, legendary, which is considered widely as the greatest or one of the greatest comic book trilogies ever to come into video game form is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Batman Arkham Trilogy. Yes, if you haven't heard it yet and you just now heard it, hearing it here, that is correct. That is not a joke. The Batman Arkham Trilogy is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Trilogy meaning not just Arkham Asylum, which is huge in its own right. Also, Arkham City and the even bigger Arkham Knight. All three of these games are heading to the Nintendo Switch. You will be able to carry around this game on the go. And it's coming this fall. And that includes all of the DLC with it. A part of me was blown away when I heard this. And I'm thinking, how are they going to fit all of that game? into this Nintendo Switch. Now, I'm saying this, as I'm saying this, I also have Tears of the Kingdom in here, in this, in my system. I also have a terabyte hard um, SD, you know, SATA um, card in here. So yes, they could, but I'm just thinking, what? how are they gonna condense Arkham Knight into this? Arkham Knight, if I remember correctly, was a huge game. I can go back into uh, to my um, you know PlayStation to really see how what the what the space capacity it is for it. Now I have that space mount, but I just know. I mean, we talk about Breath of the Wild. I mean, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom as a huge platform. Again, Nintendo has proven that you can put games of this capacity on this platform if you do it right. This is huge. Because you got not just on top of that, you don't have just, I mean, Arkham, I mean, Arkham Asylum, which is a big game that can find itself within Arkham, uh, you know, the Arkham Asylum. Then they kind of made an open world where Arkham City was just based around the entire Gotham City or Arkham City, if you will. It was like a, a, a an island away from Arkham. But then Arkham Knight, it was even bigger than that because now you're you're you know you're in on the ground and in the air and all that stuff as well these are three insanely huge games that is going to be on the platform i can't wait to see them do this and i hope and they, they did not say that this game was a cloud-based game and i pray i was waiting I, I i was listening to this i was watching this and i'm like wait I'm just waiting for them to say that this is going to be a cloud. 
this is going to be a cloud game. I, if it's a cloud game, I'm not jumping on it. I already did that with, with, um, kingdom hearts. And I, I was not a fan of the cloud-based games. I already did that with guardians of the galaxy. Not a fan of it, but because it's like the cloud-based games is like, you're not, it, you have to rely on online to play it. But we know that the, that the Nintendo switch can actually play these games without cloud base that I, I want that cloud based gameplay to die along with live service. I just not, I, I don't like the idea that I'm paying a lot of money for these games, especially a game of this magnitude. And I can only play it. You know, I'm restricted to playing it every single time. I want to put my hands on it that I need online to actually play it fluently. I just want to see this. I want to see this thing aspire. I want to see this thing really on the system and do what, what Nintendo has done with Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild. I hope down the line at Rocksteady just, I, they did not say cloud-based game. I am so hoping that this is not a cloud-based game because I will be fairly disappointed if it is. So I will look into it more. I will stick to it and I hope that this remains that they're going to put all this into this little bitty little bitty console because this is going to be epic okay so big news on there and hopefully they didn't leave out any details of this in there so we'll see uh star ocean the second story r announced for 2023 as well for those star ocean people as well persona 5 another game i was really interested in this is a tactical base game based on the uh, Persona 5 uh, universe. This is a spinoff that you see. So we now we gotten to see them do a action RPG. We got to see them do a turn-based RPG and now they're moving on to tactical base. So the story here is, is the Phantom Thieves have gone into another new world where they become super deformed in this world. And they're now, you know, facing things off using, you know, uh, real-time strategy or tactical based strategy, you know, gameplay. Now, while I am not, again, I hate onions, but I eat onion rings. I also don't like tomatoes, but I'll eat, uh, have something with ketchup in a minute. I digress. And, and tomato sauce, but I digress. It's all in how it's prepared. And in this case, having real-time strategy for me, for some reason, I don't mind real-time strategy. I don't know why I don't, I prefer real-time strategy over time turn-based. But, it, you know, real-time strategy in, in turn-based, to me, feels like a chess game. It doesn't feel like that with turn-based. I don't know why it doesn't. It just does. Like, I I, I love um, games like um, Midnight Suns or Desgaea, you know, stuff like that. Um, what's the other one? Um, um, I'm missing one big one. Uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah, I, I don't mind those games, but Jesus. I, I can't do with turn base. It depends on the combat system and how it's done, but I, I can deal with persona five as a tactical based game. You know, I, I'm, I'm down with that. So I'm looking forward to that. That's coming November 17, 2023. And since I am now a fan of persona five and a phantom thieves, I will definitely invest in that when it comes to arrive too. So, uh, let me see myth force, which this game, it looks crazy. I may actually jump on this too. myth force um is is bringing a, a saturday morning cartoon roguelike first person shooter experience here it looks 
crazy awesome. It's a first person melee roguelike game. The character models look a lot like really like Saturday morning cartoons. And I'm thinking like, think of He-Man or the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from back in the day in CBS. It looks like that. And it's kind of playing on that whole thing. Uh, they were no release dates for this, but I'm eagerly intrigued for this as it comes out. Uh, Mario and Rabbit's Spark of Hope. Uh, I believe this is an expansion that's coming out soon. So that's coming out for those who like that game. Splatoon is also getting some extra um, content too, uh, it, which is celebrating ice cream apparently. It's coming out July 14th to the 16th. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for that one. Uh, let me see, uh, not this. Dance the Night Away with Dance uh, 2024 edition. Yeah, pass. Um, there were some other things that were coming out. Fay Farm, they announced uh, earlier on other platforms as well. Um, there was a lot of really cool things that are coming out, and I'm looking at here. Um, Hot Wheels is coming out with something, eh. but you know that was pretty much the basis of it. The biggest highlights are the ones that I just mentioned here. Um, Manic Maniacs is coming out as well. You got uh, Gloomhaven is bringing you a board game um, of the same name coming out this year as well. Really great announcements. Not now, granted. With that said. Not the most explosive of uh, announcements that they coming out with, but I will definitely say, I will definitely tell you that it is, um, there was, there were some bombshells there and that the Mario stuff was great. All of the Mario stuff was great. And some of the other things that I mentioned was great, but again, having the Arkham trilogy on a Nintendo switch, is just mind blowing to me. It's just on based on how big that game is and was. And again, I don't know how this led to this or what Rock said. He just decided to just, Hey, who knows? This could be damage control for the, uh, suicide squad incident. And they were like, okay, let's get their minds off of the suicide squad thing. Debacle. Let's get to, let's really like kind of get them on the right track. I think this is getting them on the right track. <laughs> I really think this is getting us back on the right track. I want to see this game. I don't want it on cloud version. If you get it on the cloud version, I swear to goodness, you're going to miss the boat of everything that you just didn't learn from the last incident with Suicide Squad. So we will see, but I am so looking forward. That is of all the things that I've been waiting for that I look to get to hear Kevin Conroy's voice and Mark Hamill voice again, and then to take it on the road wherever I can. I am ready for this. This is a ungodly awesome. And it, here's the thing. Um, it, it's coming out in the fall. I'm hoping that means that it will come out during October. October is usually a hot month for uh, video game releases in the fall. So that and then it also falls into New York Comic Con, which is like one of the biggest events of the year. Um, I will definitely get that. And Trust me when I tell you, uh, I'm so ready to play all of those games all over again. So there you have it, folks. That's it's just going to be a great year. This is going to be an absolutely great. Year. This has been a great year of games already. I mean, what we got right now was coming. What's already came and what's to come. It's just phenomenal. Just fantastic. So, folks, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed it once again to all of our ACMG members. Thank you to the ones that I were able to reach out to. Um, and hell, 
the ones that I reach out to who reach back and also to all of those who may not know or may not see this or may not hear this, but thank everybody. It was like over well over 2000 something members in that group. Um, thank you to anyone who's ever entered that group, who's enjoyed any part of that group um, before. And uh, just thank you. It's just 10 years of that. I, you know, it sucks that it has to end the way it was that it didn't end on my terms or, you know, it wasn't passed on to somebody who can favorite if whenever the time comes, because that was probably going to be the idea. It's like, you know, if I ever get tired of, you know, running it and, you know, I've done my due, I was going to pass it on to somebody else that I felt that was deemed worthy for it. Thank you. Thank you all. I, I deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate what you have done you, from the good, from the bad, for the better. Just now forever. Thank you for that. And here's to a new chapter in the ACMG Facebook um, world. And, you know, let's create a real community. Let's keep that goal going. You know, I am like Charles Xavier in this case. I am looking to, you know, build coexistence within everybody, no matter what creed, color, orientation, you know, representation that you are. Like, it's one thing that we have in common. Everybody likes a particular anime, comic, movie, game, or some form of fandom that connects us all together. Doesn't matter who you are. We all still have the same emotions when watching in-game and we have the same situations when we're playing a game or watching an anime or whatever like that. Well, we share those same fandoms. Doesn't matter at the end of the day. That's all that matters is that we share and we enjoy and we should enjoy it together regardless. Let's keep it going and keep it growing as always, people. So thank you again. And thank you for once again, checking out this in every episode of Talk Time Live. If you like this episode and all of our episodes, you can check us out on the official page for this podcast and more at TalkTimeLive.com. You can check out this in every episode on there. You can also check out content that we got on there too. The Peter Cullen Q&A is still growing. The other content airs for you to check out. There's exclusive interviews with some of your favorite figures in the world of our favorite fandoms, actors, producers, you name it, they're there. Um, I'm so ever grateful for the people that I've been able to network with, to befriend, you know, regardless, it's there. I'm so grateful for it all. Um, but you could check it out there as well. And a lot of blog information. I still got my Invicta watch deal <laughs> to do as well. So stay tuned for that. But there's going to be some changes in terms of a uh, little bit of uh decor change when it comes to doing the video podcasting as well. So um, stay tuned for that because that's coming. I already invested or reinvested into AGM, ACMG just when all this was happening. That's not stopping. None of that is stopping. So stay tuned for that. There's more to come there. And if you'd like to subscribe and download to this show on your favorite podcast platforms where wherever podcasts are played, and that is including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it, we are there. We are here to represent all things, everything, and we appreciate it, you doing so. So, folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week, people.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.